Hey everybody and welcome back to the one and the only Yaya's podcast. It's your girl Yaya and I'm back. I'm back and I'm black and I'm her. I'm 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 everything, okay? I'm everything right now. I know I have um been gone for too long. I've been gone for too long. I got to stop saying about everything. If I've not been gone for too long, but I'm officially back, everybody. I had things to sort out. Yes, almost a year of things to sort out. But I had things to sort out. But your girl's back. And we're back with True Crime with Yaya. Yes. So today's case is one of a kind. It's, it's It has many names. But... Yeah, y'all will see what I'm talking about, okay, when we get into this case, okay? So, without further ado, let's get into today's case. So, today's case is, like I said, one of a kind. And before we begin, I just want to put a disclaimer. This case, this true crime case has content of sexual assault, um, child death, if that's very upsetting to you, gender-based violence. And I do not mean any disrespect to the victims and everybody involved in this case. This is for educational purposes only. And what I'm saying in this um, podcast about this case is um, everything that I've compiled into one doing research. So, yeah, this is a heavy case. Let's get to it. So, most probably a lot of y'all have not heard of Moses Sitole because I don't know who that is. <laughs> I actually don't know most of South African serial killers, but have you all heard of Moses Sitole? Yeah, I have not heard of him too. But Moses Sitole, also known as the ABC murderer, the strangler, and the Ted Bundy of South Africa. You know, when I read this and they're like, Ted Bundy of South Africa, I'm like, what did he do? What did he do? What can you possibly do to be called the Ted Bundy of South Ted Bundy. Okay. Like, I was really extremely shocked when um I went to this case. But without further ado, let's dive into Moses and getting to know who Moses is. Um, because I I I like I would like to know the type of person he is. I mean, you know, like sometimes when you when you see someone who commits a crime or something like that, you always like wonder like what kind of person were you? You know, and that's that's how I am every time when I Google true crime. Like what kind of person were you before all these terrible events happened? Okay. And Moses Mo Moses <laughs> Moses. South Africans will know what I'm saying. But Moses Sitola was born on the 17th of November in 1964 at Fosloras Transvaal Province. Transvaal Province, which is now known as Gauteng. Y'all, we got some history here, okay? For those 
who did not do history in school, and for those who did not know that Gauteng was called the Transvaal province, it was called the Transvaal province. So, um, Moses, Moses' father, Moses' father died when he was young, and he had a pretty troubling um childhood because his mother abandoned them them meaning him and his siblings in the police station a police station like i cannot imagine at this point as young as moses is and your mother just saying i i, I don't even know what she said to lure them let's go to the store you know, it was back in the 1960s, apartheid is on sky high, you know, and poverty is also sky high in, in amongst black communities. And, you know, who knows? Most probably her mom couldn't take it anymore after the father passed. Like, she couldn't, like, take care of Moses and his siblings, right? And I'm just wondering, like, what she said, like, to... To abandon them to the police station. Like, what did you say to get them to go to, with you to the police station? Like, let's go to the police station. Like, I need to go make a report or something. I need to go file an affidavit. <laughs> Who knows what she said? I'm not laughing. It's not funny. Because this, this, this is not, this, this is very serious. But their mother um, abandoned them in the police station. And then she went on and said, don't you ever tell anyone that I'm your mother. So, like, can you imagine as young as you are and your mother leaves you at the police station, like, picture the scenario. You're very young. Your mom leaves you in the police station and your mother said, don't you ever tell anyone that I am your mother. I am my mother's daughter. You know, like, don't you ever tell him like I can imagine like firstly what it, as a child what's in your mind like why don't you want people to know that you are my mother firstly issues of abandonment just buried in there like blah, blah, blah. but Moses and his four siblings let's carry on with his life okay Moses and his four siblings grew up at the orphanage and they ended up leaving because of mistreatment he ran away after three years because he claims that they were being mistreated at the orphanage that him and his four siblings were in. And he ran away and he moved with his older brother, Patrick. Right? So um, he moved with his older brother, Patrick. And obviously, Patrick is not going to be like, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be in the orphanage. Like, you, they, they blood. You know, they blood. So it's like, you know, like you, my sibling, I got to take care of you, especially from your older brother, you know? And, um, but as time goes by, Patrick moved away and he was like, yo, peace. I'm going to Venda. Bye. You know, like, he's like, I'm going to Venda. Right. And Patrick does the most, not Patrick, um, Moses. I mean, Moses does the most unspeakable thing ever. Like, I swear, if you did this to me, I will come for you. <laughs> I don't care if you're my sibling or what. I will come for you. So without Patrick's permission whatsoever, Moses decided to sell his brother's house. Firstly, he did not leave. How ungrateful can you be? Your brother left to go to Venda to start a new life, right? And he left you with the house. He didn't say, oh, yo, I'm leaving and I want to sell my house so you better find somebody else to stay. He left you with the house because he knew, like, you know, 
you need a place to stay. You're my younger brother. You need a place to stay. And then you decide to sell something that's not even yours. It's not yours, Moses. The house is not Moses. The house is not yours. What are you selling? The house, the house is not yours, Moses. The house is not yours. It's not yours. Don't sell it. No. So he sells his brother's house without his permission. And honestly, that 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 hit me sideways. But anyways, Moses, to people, people were very fond of Moses. To people, he was known um, to re- reunite runaway kids with their parents. You know, he showed a sense of what they called back in the day, in the 60s, Ubuntu. Right? Um, he, he was, people were really fond of him. He was such a genuinely nice guy. Like, you know, um, he was a very nice person. Where it all went wrong, nobody knows. <laughs> but um, he showed signs of Ubuntu, signs of caring, caring, reuniting runaways with their parents. I mean, obviously that could have given him some sense of closure because, you know, him being um, a child who seeked out for his mom, right? And now we are skipping forward to 1987, and Moses at this time, he's 23 years old, right? And his raping spree starts. Right? Sorry for not saying a disclaimer before saying this word, but disclaimer, I'm going to be mentioning rape right now. Um, So his raping spree starts, right? And he starts to rape women. And now he's skipping to when he's 24. Now Moses is 24 years old. And Moses starts a relationship with Sibonilengosi, right? So he gets a girl, a maidy. He gets a maidy, a girl. And her name is Sibonilengosi, which um, later it was revealed that he was abusive. So he used to abuse Sibonile. And um, in 1989, he rapes a woman named Bui Swagamisa. Swagamisa. He raised a woman named Buisa Swagamisa. And he threatens her with Ipang. With Ipang. Wow. My Zulu just went all a right there. Right? Okay. So he threatens Buisa with Ipanga, which is also known, which is a machete. Ipanga is a machete. But we don't know. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know. But Ipanga is machete. He threatens her. And months later... Sagamisa is like, you know, at her workplace, you know, doing the things that she needs to do, you know, working. And Sagamisa spots Moses creeping outside her workplace. And most probably, obviously, she's probably like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I cannot imagine the fear she was in to see this guy creeping of her and this was her new job so it was like you followed me you really really followed me you know she had that since like and you know like when she most probably when she realized all of that she was just like omg who knows how long have this person been stalking me you know so she decides to do what everyone would do in this case and calls the police and 
just infuriates me. Like what happens to her really, really infuriates me. Like it's just like, it's just like, what is wrong with the justice system of South Africa? It just goes to show that the justice system of South Africa has always been horrible. Okay. With what happens to her next. So they come and they erase it all in. And they do the unspeakable of the unspeakable things that a police officer could ever do. And put her with him in the back of the van together. Together. How could you? Couldn't one police officer sit at the back of the van with Moses? Right? And then the other sits with her in front. I mean, if I'm, I just called you and I told you that this guy who has raped me is creeping upon me. And then you put me in the van with him. Like, wow. Wow. Clever, hey? Clever. Honestly, I wish... Honestly, like, if 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 people knew... If people back the black... Mostly the black people knew what we know today, I would have sued the police. Oh, my. I would have been like, you are sued. Boom. For emotional damage. Mm-mm. 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 You do not do that to a victim. Rule number one, you don't do that to a victim. She is a victim at this place. But they're in the back of the van together. And he starts cussing and screaming at her. And then says to her, I should have killed you. Trauma. 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 You, the police just activated complex PTSD at that moment by doing what they did to her. And I can imagine how scared she was, you know, but, um, she ends up getting justice, even though I feel like the justice was not enough, but she ends up getting justice and he goes to jail for around about six to seven years. Right. And in jail, like, I have a question what happens. I'm not laughing because of, like, what was... Like, I, I'm just really... Okay, don't judge. Shh, shh, carry on the case. But anyways, um, in jail, um, Moses meets a girl, right? So you might be wondering, huh? What do you mean? But anyways, so this girl, her name is Martha, right? Martha was going to jail to visit her family member in prison and then she's Moses right love at first sight and they start writing letters you know together and then they fall in love l-o-v-e they fall in love okay they fall in love come 1993 Moses is released early for good behavior I, I, I don't like this good, you know, I feel like this good behavior terminology should only apply to certain crimes. And the crime that, I feel like if you sexually assault a woman, a child, whoever you sexually assault, a man, because men do get sexually assaulted. You should never be let out of good behavior. That, That terminology, good behavior should not exist. 
should not exist to you. But anyways, it does. So he gets that out of good behavior. And Moses moves in with Martha and Martha's family in Pretoria. Right? And now, I feel like at this point, he was like, you know, I feel like he in jail honestly with what happens after i feel like in jail he kept replaying those words that he said to um we saying that i should have killed you i should have killed you because what happens after here it's like you're really playing those words in your head my guy you're really you were you were not joking you were but in april of 1994 moses murder spree starts so we are in 16th of july in ottridgeville right now scenario martha five months pregnant boom boom okay martha is five months pregnant and as i said moses starts his murder spree and his first victim is an 18 year old maria monama right so maria um monama was led by moses so moses created this um fictional organization called youth against human abuse and he started using this modus operandus as a way to lure women right he started using this he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna lure women by telling them that I have this organization called Youth Against Human Abuse, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm like, you, you, you want a job? I got a job for you. Like I have a company called Youth Against Human Abuse. So he lures her, and he's like to her, oh no, let's take this place, like let's, let's take this corner, like this is a shortcut, right? And obviously, a lot of you, I know a lot of you guys would be like, what was she thinking? But when you have instilled trust in someone, you know, when someone has shown, I mean, if someone came to me and they're like youth against, um, human abuse, I I would trust that you would not do anything to me, anything. It's like, it's, it's like, you know, it's like your own father. It's like when your father says, you would trust that your father will not hurt you if your father says, let's take a shortcut in the woods. I'm, Honestly, like even if someone comes with a, 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 a company that sounds so, so human, so loving. I don't know how to explain, but I, honestly, if I was her, I also would trust him and take the shortcut, right? And before he murders his victims, he tells his victims that he was personally victimized by a woman and tells them that he's going to trigger warning, rape and kill her unless she defeats him. Moses, explain, balance me. What defeat? What do you mean I'm going to defeat? Like, what do you mean unless I defeat you? Unless I fight you off? Unless I manage to run away from you? Like, what do you mean unless I, I'm able to box you down to the ground? Like, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. But he tells his victims this before he kills him, right? So he's luring his victims at this point with a fictional organization and promising them jobs. And then he tells them that he was personally, he was personally victimized by a woman, which is like, what are they going to do with me? 
you know, like, what do they got to do with me? And then he tells him he's going to rape and kill them unless he defeats them. Honestly, at this point, her mind is not thinking about the defeat section. She's not going to be like, what do you mean? I, what do you mean defeat you? Her mind is like, you're going to do what? Uh-uh-uh. So panic mode. It's like a panic mode, right? And he strangled her to death. And he wrote several things. And he carved like several sentences, several wrote several things into her skin. And hey, 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 Moses, like he did this to a lot of his victims, right? So he'd write, she's a beach. Um, as in like the beach, as in like Cape like Durban Beach, as in like B E A C H beach. I don't know if he was trying to um say the actual word, the actual B word. Um, and then he would say, I am no fighting with you, please. I don't know what that means. Oh no, no, I'm not fighting with you, please. Obviously, that, that makes sense. Sorry. It means I'm not fighting with you, please. Okay. And he would say, We must stay here for as long as as you don't understand. Now that sentence I don't understand. Okay. So this is what he would carve into the woman's body. Is, I don't understand. I don't understand. So the theory here is that he directed this. To the police. Right. Um, it has not been concluded. Why he wrote those things to the woman's bodies. But the theory is that he was directing this to the police. And on that same year, Moses' um, victims escalated. So, four women were found strangled in Cleveland, five in Pretoria, and the sixth in Boxburg. So, we kind of see that he goes back to his hometown. I'm a hometown in Boxburg, right? And... Um, what I'm about to say is very, 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 very disturbing. So I need you to embrace yourself. Cause when I read this, I was like, ew, ew, why would you, I just want to gag. Okay. So he would masturbate as his victims died. Like, I cannot imagine you dying and the last thing you're seeing is someone masturbating on you. Like, wood, 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 but I can't stop, I can't stop doing this. But as Moses um, murder spree carries on from doing what he does, yeah, doing what he does. Um, before we get into more of his crimes, I just let's let's take a break. Let's take a break, okay? I I think after that, after hearing that, I'll give you time to drink water, to go vomit, go ill, to go gag. And let's take a break. And I'm gonna be playing my ultimate my girl, my friend got a new song out here. She got a new single out here. And uh, she got a new single out here, and I'm going to play you her song, Imposture. So I'm going to calm you down with some nice music, okay? And after the song, we will be back.
has claimed a lot of lies okay and um it's not it's it, it, it's starting to become too much it's starting to blow everywhere in social and on on not social media <laughs> in the 1990s but i think social media was available then but i don't know i don't know was it was social media available in 1994 i think it was i think it was but it's time to blow up everyone on television. The public is infuriated. The public is mad. But they were mostly mad. Because now there was a child involved. A child. A child. A child. A two-year-old and his mother were found. And this two-year-old was Busiso Ndlangamandla and his mom, Leta Ndlangamandla. And Moses said he was not responsible for that death. And I kind of... Because he says that um he loved kids. He, he really did love. He said he loved kids. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he did, you know, considering what he has done so far. But... I will give him a, I'll, I'll, I'll give him like a benefit of a doubt to that one because 
I mean, as we've seen in his past, he did say that, you know, he loved, he, he was around children a lot and he would re- reunite children with their, with their mothers. So he was like, I don't know, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. And now Moses, by the way, we have not forgotten about Martha, who is pregnant, right? With Moses' child. But Moses has a mistress, a mistress. I'm a quapeni, a mistress. So Moses has a mistress, and the mistress' name is Amanda Tete. Um, the spelling of her name, so her name, like I, I, there were a lot of spelling of us. No, but just two. There was shit too. So I don't know. It's Tete or Tete. Um, uh, uh, but it's Amanda. And um, Amanda. She was 26 and she also turned up murdered. Um, on the 6th of August in 1994 and the audacity, the audacity for Moses to attend her funeral. Moses, the audacity, the audacity. But anyways, nobody's jumping back to the police at this point. And the police does another, excuse my language, shitty job. Because they end up arresting the wrong person. The police end up arresting David Silepe because he was found using Amanda's card, right? So they assumed, oh, he's using Amanda's card. So they assumed that he killed her and he must have killed all the other victims. So like we found our guy, your boy. We found our guy, your boy. Yes, crime. Case close. Boom. We found that guy. David Slap. And he was actually shot and killed by the police. Like this um the whole the whole story of how and why is kind of a blur on what happened for him to get shot and killed by the police. So, so the police are, are honestly expecting this. Like, okay, we found the guy. He shot. He's dead. So there ain't gonna be no killing. There ain't gonna be no crime. Okay, we found the guy. Everybody, relax. No, y'all did not. Y'all not. No, okay. No, y'all did not. So, um, Martha ends up breaking up with. Moses and now at this point Moses is homeless and he's sleeping anywhere and everywhere he can find sleep he's sleeping at bus station train stations but he don't stop killing you know you think Moses stop killing okay and like focus on like getting yourself a home my bra okay no he's still killing he don't care that he's homeless he's still killing and more and more bodies are appearing and the police are like hold up wait a minute if david is not the one then the one you know and i'm second i can imagine the person is like ah my god you guys said did you guys find the guy and he's dead now 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 people's bodies are still turning up mess i'm dead and um 
On July 17th, 1995, a witness spots Moses with someone and she's like, guys acting suspicious. This guy's acting really suspicious with this woman. And um she waits a little bit, so she won't and Moses leaves, but Moses when Moses leaves, Moses leaves by himself. And not with the woman that he was with. So the woman goes in to go check and she found the woman that Moses was in, she found her dead her body. And she called the police. And you would expect and she you and she called the police and she's like, you know what? I found that one. And I, I saw this woman go with this guy and he was acting really suspicious and yeah. And um she couldn't make an identification. So I feel like Moses Moses, Moses' crime spree would have come to an end right here. But this woman couldn't make a clear identification of this. So, remember when I said he was called the ABC murderer? There was actually a reason why he was called that. Because his murders actually took place in... The places that make ABC. A. Archridgeville. B. Boxburg. And C. Cleveland. So that's why he's called the ABC murderer. So now, um, the police hired the first criminal um, profiler. And her name is Mickey Pastorius. Right? And... But Mika did believe that the Cleveland killer were two people, right? So Pistorius did believe that David was um um responsible for some of the Cleveland killings and so did Moses because they identified that there are two count killers in the Cleveland in Cleveland. So she ends up calling um retired FBI profiler Robert Dresler. And Robert Dresler comes to South Africa and spends a week and agrees with Pistorius. Like, yeah, I agree with you. And they say that um the killer is intelligent, is an intelligent and organized individual with a high sex drive. And these crimes were so bad. They were so bad. I mean, already gender-based violence in South Africa is extremely horrible with bodies upon bodies and woman upon woman being murdered. And this just serves as a sensitive topic for the woman of South Africa. Um... And these crimes were really, really bad to the point where even Nelson Mandela asked people to help solve this case. And just the way we women are calling men out here in South Africa to stop abusing and killing a woman, you know? And um, so Moses gets a hold of everything that's happening, right? Everything is in TV right now. And most of context the media. So she he contacts Tez 
Tamsin. <laughs> Sorry. He contacts Tamsin the beard. He contacts Tamsin the beard on the Star newspaper. Guys, does the Star newspaper still exist in South Africa? And I, I know. Do we still have the Star? I think we do. Do we? I'm gonna have to Google that. But the star, and he contacted him, he says his name is Joseph Maguin. And, no, it's Moses Italian. But he says he's the one that, he's the man. So he says, I'm the man that is so highly wanted. Yeah, right. So he's like, I'm the man that's so highly wanted. And he claims responsibility for almost all the murderers. Except for the ones in Cleveland. And especially the one of Leta and Sibusiso Lagamantla. That two-year-old boy and his mom. And he goes on to say that he did not murder that child. And his mom. Because um, he loves children. He, he loves children. So, um... Now the police are on the case, right? So the police are just like, okay, we need to find this person. So the police find, you know, the job application. Those remember he had though that phony business. Yeah, they found the job applications and everything. And it had a number. So they tracked down that number that promised people jobs. And it led them to Moses' sister. Moses sis. I'm sorry. That's sus, Moses. Sus. So he leads and leads them to Moses' sister. And Moses is always like, Yup, I've been getting calls, like people saying, I promised them jobs. Like, no, I can't imagine. You know, and it's like, No, my brother was using this. You know, my brother was using this number. And then on the 1st of September in 1995, um, they found a body of Amelia Habodile. And well, she was killed on the 1st of September, but her body was discovered on the 17th. And her body was um, found, and they figured out that she had an appointment to meet Sitole. The thing is that he used his real name. That's a this is a problem. Okay. He, um, so he had an appointment to meet Sitole on this. Oh, her body, she was, she was killed on the 7th. Sorry. And her body was discovered in the 17th, 10 days later. So she had an appointment to meet him on the 7th. And they found the job application. They were like, that's our guy. And at this point, the police realized that everything is pointing to Moses. Everything is just like Moses, Moses, Moses at this point. And they decided to look in the background, in Moses' background, and it all makes sense. They're like, we got our guy. We got him. We got him. Um, and they realized that it's not the person who called. Um, the newspaper called, who went under the name of Maguena, which actually, it actually was the person. They just didn't know that it was Moses, you know? Um, so they're like, no, it's not the person. And... So now Moses is getting a hold of everything. He's like, I, I need a plan. I need a plan fast. So Moses contacts Marth, Martha's brother. You contact your ex-girlfriend. brother. You contact your baby mama's brother. <laughs> so um, he contacts Moses, um, Martha's brother and asks for a gun. 
who knows what he was thinking of doing with that gun who knows and Martha's brother is like yeah sure sure come through yeah come through let's meet at the factory that I work in and Martha's brother's like when they in the call the call in Martha's brother's like who does this guy think he's like doesn't he know that I know that they're looking for him doesn't he know that I know so he contacts the police and like yo this guy just asked me for a gun and I told him he can come to the factory that I work in and okay so they're like okay we're gonna send an undercover police by Francis Excuse me, I have butcher names. Like, vendor name, vendor surnames really sometimes confuse me. Mulubezi. Right? And he's going to act as a security guard. And here's the thing that goes wrong here. This is funny. It's not funny, but this is funny. Like, you you know, when you're an undercover, undercover cop, you'd want to make a meeting, right? And we'd be like, yo, yo, guys, guys, by the way, we have a cop here and he's undercover and that's the cop, right? But I don't think the people were notified of that. So the people are like, someone's kind of saying, he's like, no, I'm here to meet my brother-in-law. And the people send Francis. And, you know, Francis cannot leave the post. Like Francis cannot leave the post because they want to catch him in action. And Moses picks up the tension and he runs. And the undercover cover is like, you know what? I'm going to chase you. Run, and the undercover cop, he's also like, I'm running with you. And the fight breaks out. Okay, at this point, a fight breaks out. Ah, boom, 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 boom. And Moses attacks Francis with an axe, an axe, right? And it wounds him. It doesn't wound him badly, though. It's like, it's like, oh, but I'm okay, right? And then Francis is like on the ground, right? It's like, do, 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 oh. So Francis is like, okay, he's going to get away. What am I going to do? And Francis shoots Moses in the leg and stomach. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Right? And... Um, Moses recovers, by the way, guys, so don't worry. He, he's defeated and he recovers. And when Moses was about to be interviewed, he demanded to speak to a female officer. And what he does here is just like, I, honestly, I didn't care if I was a policeman. I would slap you so hard. I would slap you. I will give you a Medea slap. I will pimp slap you. I will hurt you. Okay? But, but warning, warning, warning. He um tells this female officer everything that he's, like he confesses to the crimes whilst touching himself. <laughs> Come down. I will slap you. Don't do that in front of me. Don't do that in front. Don't do that in front of me. Like yo, don't do that in front of me. I will hit you. Okay, I will hit you. And um, so Moses is then charged with thirty-eight murders, and in the interview he confirms twenty-nine of thirty-eight murders, 
And Moses said he got a thrill in seeing his victim's eyes bulge as they die. Moses, you need help. You need help. And he specifically said that he chose his victims that he chose those people that he chose because they resembled Swakamisa. Like, that's why. But get this. Moses then says, I'm innocent. He says, I'm innocent. You know? But the, the, the defense team don't, don't, they don't, they really like the, not the defense team, the um, people at the court, the jury. Yes. The jury don't buy his story, right? They don't buy his story. And all his defense team is has is that the only thing that his defense team actually has is that he did not commit the murders because he said so. They have nothing else, okay? They really have nothing else. And on the 4th of December in 1997, he was found guilty of 38 murders, 40 rapes, and 6 robberies. He was then later sentenced to 200 and... No. Oh my gosh, I just sounded like Jacob Zuma. No, he was sentenced to 2,410 years with no chance of parole. Um, and would be let out in 930 years, which obviously that means he's going to die in prison. And where is he, you may ask? Well, he's in CMAX, the Maximum Security Division of Prison in Pretoria Central Prison. I, guys, you know, when I was like looking at where he is now, he's still alive where he is now and when i was googling what cmax is guys the history behind cmax i was like this needs an episode you guys <laughs> no i don't know how i even got into the i don't even know how i got into the history like you like i was just i just wanted to know what cmax was because they were like he's in cmax i just want i just wanted to know cmax and i fell into this deep rabbit hole i really got to do an episode about that but he's there okay he's there the history behind that prison i it's just fascinating but that's where he is and that's where he it will be until he dies okay until he dies so um that was it everybody that was the true crime for today and i hope you enjoyed this crime and the way i explain stories i'm sorry and the way I explain stories, but I was pumped. I was I just had coffee before I actually filmed this, recorded this. Well, um, that was it, everybody, and see you next time on Yaya's podcast with his true crime or mental health um education because that's what my channel is going to my podcast is going to be all about right now mental health um, education and true crime enjoy the rest of your day the rest of your evening the rest of your morning i forgot my introduction so that's why i didn't do the introduction the way i normally do my introduction into yaya's podcast i forgot it i haven't filmed in a i haven't recorded in a long time and 
just listen to the next relaxing song. She just calm you down from such a hectic crime, true crime. And enjoy. Oh, remember to take care of your mental health. You're an advocate of your mental health. And you matter more than anyone. Okay? Love you. I kissed my penny and I threw it I prayed I'd keep my soul Went down to the river where the water bends The only place I